This is the Drummer's Resource Podcast, session 160. And the quote of the day is from Mary J. Blige, who said, The music business is not a good place for people who don't know things. You're listening to the Drummer's Resource Podcast, home of in-depth interviews with the world's greatest drummers and industry professionals. Information, education, and motivation for drumming and beyond. What's going on, everybody? Nick Ruffini here with another session of the Drummer's Resource Podcast, and it's a it's a sad day for music. Uh, Fife Dog from a tribe called Quest passed away, unfortunately, last night from diabetes. And a lot of you don't know about me. Well, I've talked about it a little bit on the podcast, but I grew up listening to hip hop for you know my my entire life. I had an older brother, so he really hit me to it, and especially Tribe Called Quest because they just spoke to me. It was a just an awesome group. And I remember like going to the store in middle school at midnight because new records came out on Tuesdays, but there was a record store down the street from my house that you could go at, at, uh, at midnight on Monday and well, technically Tuesday and, and buy a new record. I remember going to get their midnight Marauders record and just sad to, uh, to hear about the passing of Fife. So, you know, bump some, uh, bump some Tribe Call Quest for, for Fife today. Definitely some, some good tunes. So this session, um, uh, one thing I want to let you know about, sorry, uh, there, I have a survey going on that, that I'm looking to find out the type of content that you guys are liking, disliking, what you want to see more of, what you want to see less of, any advice you, you want to send over or criticism or anything like that. So if you go to drummersresource.com forward slash survey, you can fill it. It's nine questions. It'll take you about a minute and a half to fill it out. And also you can leave your email address to be entered to win some cool prizes from Aquarian and Drum Channel and Boso Drumsticks and uh, Drummers Resource uh, membership for Drummers Resource Pro and all that stuff. So check that out at drummersresource.com forward slash survey. So now the podcast, this is part two of the other session that I did called Life as a Sideman. So you can, if you haven't listened to that first, uh, I would check that out at, at drummersresource.com forward slash session one five eight. And so in, that was sort of a, a broad stroke and an overview of life as a sideman. And then this one is going to get a little bit more in depth with really the the back end of, of really running a business and some things that, that I think that you should consider. And these are some things that a lot of people don't think about because as an employee, it's one thing. And then as a sideman or as a self-employed, as a, as a hired gun uh, person, there's, there's more things that go into that in terms of like really the, the back end of the business kind of stuff. So these are sort of the seven things that, that you really need to consider and pay attention to as you're moving through this, uh, this career as, a, as being self-employed. So here we go. Number one is your taxes. And legally, I am not a tax professional. I'm not an accountant, so I'm not giving you any legal tax advice. But this is just a good rule of thumb to save 30% of your gross income, which means before taxes. Net is after taxes. Gross is before taxes. So if you make 100 bucks, you should take $30 of that and you should put it in a savings account and save that for taxes. It's a good rule of thumb. You may pay a little bit more or a little bit less, but that's a good safety net to have because at the end of the year, you're going to have to pay back those taxes. So 
you could do it one of two ways. And I don't know what state you live in. So it's all different in every state and every country. But you can send what they call estimated taxes. So quarterly, you can send in, you figure out how much you think you're going to make for that year. And then you divide that quarterly and pay taxes on that amount of money that prevents you from having to pay this huge lump sum at the end of the year. I actually just paid my taxes for now for for 2015. I don't pay quarterly taxes. So I have to put that money in the bank and save it all year and then pay it at the end. But it's hard. If you're not good with money, I suggest paying it in in advance, paying your quarterly taxes, because uh, a lot of people see that money sitting in the bank and they're like, oh, I got a thousand dollars in there. I got two thousand dollars in there. And then they take that money and spend it and they say, oh, I'll put it back. And then they usually don't. So a good rule of thumb is 30 percent. And like I said, I'm not a tax professional, but just keep that in mind. So so that, you know, Right, you got to take it right off the top. So as soon as you get that money and put that thirty percent away and act like you never got it. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, man, well, money's tight. How am I going to take thirty percent out of it? Well, you're going to have to pay that money either way. So you might as well just take it off the top. It's a lot easier than taking thirty percent off the top than at the end of the year writing a check for five thousand dollars. So that's my first tip. Number two is savings. So. As a as a as a uh, self employed person, you probably don't have, or you definitely don't have, like you know, a four hundred one k plan and all that stuff. If you don't have a day gig, so if if you don't have a day gig, then I suggest you got to save. I I would say I would start at at ten percent, and if that's too high for you, then start at one percent. At least put something away. If you make a hundred dollars. Put a dollar of it away. Put $10 of it away. I guarantee if you put 10% of your income away, you will not miss it. If you get 100 bucks and you put $10 away, you're not going to miss that $10. I promise you. It's just like one less, like, you know, there are two less trips to Starbucks or whatever it is. So take that 10% and just put it away. And there's always the person that says, well, I don't have enough money to save. If I had more money, then I would save more money. Or if I made more money, I would save more money. But I'm telling you right now, if you saved more money, you would have more money. So take the 10%, take it right off the top, act like it doesn't exist. Give it to give it to somebody you trust. Give it to a family member. If you're not good with having money laying around, if it's burning a hole in your pocket, take the 10 percent and put it away. You have to do it. You got to save some money for times when you don't have a gig, for times when you may be injured, for times when you know, you're making less than you expect for car payments. You may or not car payments, but car repairs and things like that. So you always need some rainy day money. And the best way to do that rule of thumb, 10 percent. If you can't start at one percent then increase to 2%. If you start in the beginning of the year or this month starting today, putting 1% away, next month, step it up to 2. Next month, 3. The next month, 4. The next month, 5. So that way, in 10 months, you're at 10%. And you can even go higher than that. I got to a point where I was saving like 25% of what I was making. So it's all about how you want your lifestyle to be and how much you can you can really stack away. But I I, I urge you, please put some money away and, and start saving now. It doesn't matter how much you just have to get. It's a habit. So you just have to get into the habit of putting that money away. Now, speaking of, of injury, uh, number three is medical, medical insurance. So you can have you can either get the affordable health care or if you want to pay out of pocket for insurance, which is extremely, extremely expensive. And 
I would at least suggest if you're not a sickly person, like I, like I never go to, I don't have to go to the, I usually, well, I shouldn't say that, but I don't go to the doctor. I get sick. I was just sick for the first time in 10 years. So, uh, I don't really get sick. So I don't take prescriptions and all that stuff. So I don't, you know, before I just had catastrophic. So if I break my back or, you know, break my leg or something like that, that'll be covered. But I don't have, I didn't have at the time, I didn't have like a good prescription plan and all that stuff. So you can either get really, you know, low coverage insurance, or you can get, um, you can get, you know, uh, the affordable health care act, Obamacare is what they call it here in the States. The third thing is something that I actually consulted for this company a while ago. So they're not, I mean, they're not advertising. They're not paying me to say this or anything, but there's a company called doctor on demand and it's an app that you download to your smartphone. And for 40 bucks, whether you have insurance or not, you can have a Skype call, a 15 minute Skype call with a doctor wherever you are in the country. So uh, if you're on the road, you're on tour, you you're sick or something like that, they can write prescriptions and give you treatment options and things like that. So just download the app. It's it's doctor on demand and DR on demand and. Yeah, you can if you're and wherever you are, you're going to get a a physician in whatever state you're in. So that way they can prescribe you medicine if you need it. So if you're in Florida, you're not feeling well, pull up doctor on demand. It's based on where you're located, where your Wi-Fi signal is or where your cell phone signal is. You'll get a doctor in Florida and uh, they can, you know, give you some treatment options and things like that. So that is an option when they. When I consulted for them, it's like, man, this would be amazing for musicians. So something to think about. Uh, it's called Doctor on Demand. That'll save you maybe some bread if you're the type of person that doesn't really want to get insurance but needs to go to the doctor every once in a while. It's forty bucks, so that's that's almost you know cheaper than having insurance. So um, the next, I guess, the next uh, area of insurance is your insurance for your equipment. And my buddy Dylan Wissing, who owns a studio here, uh, has, he recommended this to me. They're called Music Pro Insurance. And it's about, it's roughly about a hundred bucks a year and they'll insure all your gear for you. And he has a, an entire recording studio that he lost and he has Music Pro Insurance and they replaced everything. And I, like I said, it's like a hundred bucks a year. So if you go to musicproinsurance.com, they can, they can give you a quote and, and all that stuff. Again, they're not paying me to say this, just something that I don't think a lot of people know about, about Music Pro Insurance. And how many times have you seen guys on the road and like their gear gets stolen or, you know, somebody breaks into their van or breaks into their trailer or something like that. So you definitely want to have yourself covered and it's cheap. It's it's literally like the price of a gig, you know, one one night's pay. So definitely check them out. Drummers or uh, drummers, musicproinsurance.com. Um, the next thing is accounting. So you should probably have some sort of accounting practice so that you're tracking money that's coming in, money that's going out. And one of them, one the one that I use is QuickBooks, and it's just an online service, QuickBooks, QuickBooks.com, uh, so that I can I can connect it right to my bank account. It checks all the all of the money coming in, all the money going out, and it's like eight bucks a month. So uh, definitely worth it. And these are all write offs. These are all tax write offs. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But so I want to make sure that like you have to look at this stuff as a business. You're running a business, so you you have to you have to 
pay for certain things to run your business. And these are business expenses that you're going to have to incur. And a lot of the time, side musicians, just they bring in whatever money they bring in and they just sort of put it all in one pile and then they pay for stuff out of that. And that's about the, that's about the extent of it. But if you look at this like a business and you run it like a business, you can actually have a profit and loss and see where you're making money, see where you're not making money, see, you know, see where you're losing money, things like that. And then you can analyze that and say, OK, maybe I'm making a little bit more money in this area of my career. Maybe I should concentrate on that a little bit more. So QuickBooks, you can check out. Uh, there's another one called FreshBooks, which a lot of people like that has like invoicing in it and stuff like that. So whichever one you like, or you can just use, you know, a, a journal or, or an Excel file, but just I, I want to encourage you to track money in and money out. So that way you can sort of see if you, how you're running, how your business is running, whether you're running it at a profit, whether you're running it at a loss, how much profit you're making, how much loss, uh, what your expenses are and, and things like that. So, uh, yeah, some sort of accounting practice. It's like balancing your checkbook, which nobody really does anymore because not a lot of people write checks. But for a business, it's paramount to really track what's coming in and what's going out. I don't think there's anything more frustrating than practicing and not getting any better. And I'm sure that you look at people like Mark Julian and Calvin Rogers and wonder why are they so much better than me? And I practice probably just as much as they do. Well, the difference is how they practice. And Nate over at the 8020 drummer has figured out how people like Mark and Calvin practice. And he's got it down to a science. And the best part is if you go to the 8020drummer.com forward slash drummers resource, Nate's going to hook you up with some videos to help you step up your practice game to make sure that you're getting the most value out of your practice time. Check it out. The 8020drummer.com forward slash drummers resource. Speaking of frustrating, the price of symbols is absolutely ridiculously frustrating because it's just insane. But luckily, Dream Cymbals and Gongs have a solution for it. One, they make cymbals and gongs that are professional grade, but priced well below everybody else's price. But they also have a a trade-in program. So you can take any cracked or broken or dented cymbal into any participating retailer, and for every inch of cymbal that you bring in, you'll get a dollar off the cymbal. Bring in two 20-inch cymbals, you get $40 off a new Dream Cymbal, which is super cool. Plus, they take that metal and melt it down and reuse it. So they make crotales out of it and crop circles and things like that. So a really interesting program that I'm super excited that they are doing this because I'm a big believer in recycling and saving some bread on cymbals. So check them out today at dreamsymbols.com and get yourself some pro-grade cymbals at a price that is not going to break the bank. Check them out, dreamsymbols.com. The next thing is write-offs. And again, I'm not a tax professional, so I'm I'm not going to sit here and I I can't give you tax advice, but write-offs take away from the amount of taxes that you have to pay. They come off of your gross income. So if you make $10,000 and you spend $1,000 on gear, then now you only have $9,000 of taxable income, roughly. Like I said, not a tax professional, but that's basically how it works. So... 
anything that you're buying for your business is a tax write off. So if you're buying new drum heads or you buy a new drum set or you're taking lessons or you rent a studio or any, that's all a tax write off. So the amount of money that you're bringing in that you're paying taxes on, if you're doing it correctly, you should be writing all that stuff off gas, dinners, lunches, you know, as long as they're business related. Uh, Like I said, drum heads, drumsticks, rehearsal spots, anything, anything that that you're spending money on that you need to run your business, internet access, phone, uh, online QuickBooks for, you know, whatever it is. So all of that stuff is a write off. So I, I implore you to keep track of the stuff that you're buying for your, for your business, but also get with a tax professional and have them look at the amount of money you're bringing in, the amount of money you're spending and what you can write off as a legitimate business expense, because it'll say, it'll definitely save you some, some tax burden at the end of the year. So that, like I said, I'm not a tax professional, so I don't want you to take this and just start writing everything off. And then, you know, you get in trouble with the IRS or anything. So please talk to a tax professional, but I want, I just want you to know about the concept of, of write-offs and how they work. And the number seven is one that I learned years ago from my father. My father has been in the restaurant business for years and I came up, you know, working in the restaurant business. And that's why I've always had this, this business acumen because I've, I've learned it from my father. And he always preached that you want to separate, you want to have separation of money. You, the business has money and you have money. So at, you know, my dad would, come in and and have a beer at the bar and he would pay for it. And everybody was, was taken aback saying, why is he paying for it? He owns the restaurant. Why does he have to pay for it? And he always says, well, that's not my beer. It's the business's beer. So I have to buy that beer from the business because I don't own it. So if you think about it like that, it's hard when you're what I, you know, what I call a solopreneur. So if it's just you and you're, you know, you're an independent contractor, but if you get a thousand dollars in, you should, you know, put the money away for the taxes, save some money, but then you should also allocate some of that to reinvest back into the business. So don't just think, okay, you know, I made a thousand dollars today. Well, the business made a thousand dollars. So if you don't have to pay yourself, if you can live on not taking every single dime of that, then leave some back in the business to reinvest back in the business. So you want to separate. That's why the accounting is really, really good and things like that. And I'm not going to get into the detail about how how you pay yourself and leave money in the business and things like that. You can talk to a tax professional about that. But if you bring a thousand dollars in, you may only pay yourself four hundred and leave six hundred in the account because and then, you know, take the taxes out and all that. But so that way you have some money to reinvest back into your business, to redo your website, to, you know, to buy better equipment, to produce some videos or whatever you need that money for. And that's all business expenses. So I want you to, if you can really try to keep separation of business and pleasure, the money, the money, because it's definitely, I've seen, I can't even count how many businesses go under because they assume that the money that comes into the business is all of their money and they fail. You know, I've seen guys with restaurants and they say, Oh, well we made 10 grand last night. So they'll take that 10 grand and put it in their pocket. And it's like, well, the restaurant made 10 grand last night. You didn't personally because you have bills and expenses and all that stuff. So try to separate that money from personal and business. So those are my, my top seven I don't want to say tips, but the the top seven things that really stick out to me about running the back end of your business and things that you should consider. So to recap, one, taxes, 
Uh, make sure you're taking 30% and putting that away. Savings, coming up with some sort of savings plan, I suggest 10%. If you can't do 10, start at one and work your way up to 10%. Number three, some sort of plan for healthcare, whether you get the affordable healthcare here in the United States or use that service doctor on demand, like I suggested, or uh, some sort of some sort of plan for insurance, at least catastrophic or something like that, because you never know what's going to happen. Uh, number four is still on the lines of insurance, that music pro insurance. Make sure that you have your gear covered. And I'll leave the links for all this stuff in the show notes at, at drummersresource.com forward slash one six zero. Uh, number five would be accounting. Use some sort of accounting service like QuickBooks or FreshBooks or something like that. Number six would be write off. So remembering that you can write off things that you're using to grow your business for taxes. And please talk to a tax professional about that. And number seven, separation of business and personal money. So that way you are running them separately. You can keep an eye on them separately and you can reinvest back into your business, which is reinvesting back in yourself. So I hope all that stuff helped. If anybody has any questions, please shoot me an email, nick at drummersresource.com. Also, I re-enabled comments on the website because I was getting a lot of spam and it wasn't working before. Now, it's cool. I cleaned it all up. So I want to hear your comments. I want to interact with you and I love hearing from you. I really, really appreciate comments. And so if you have anything to say, head over to drummersresource.com forward slash session one six zero leave your comments and until the next podcast keep drumming thank you so much for listening and i'll be talking to you soon peace